Blog Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Make me to lie down in green pastures. Lead me beside the waters of rest. He restores my soul. Though I walk through the valley, thou art with me. Thou preparest me Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in a Word on Christian Survival Radio, the 25th day of December 2018, Christmas Day. Broadcasting today from North Central, West Virginia. Before we get into the Word of God today, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to expound your Word. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that there's a hope that comes with this season in a world of chaos that... Lord, we don't look to the gifts, we don't look to the to the stores or the tents or the trees, but we look unto Jesus Christ, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. And Lord, you said in your word that if he be lifted up, that all men shall be drawn unto him. And today, Lord, we're going to do the best we can to lift up the name of Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ, the soon coming King, the Lord of all, King of kings and Lord of Lords, we ask you to anoint this message. We ask you, Lord, that you would uh, fire up, Lord, the hope within people's lives today. That even though the world's in chaos, that in Jesus' name there's hope. That we can call on his name today. Lord, he can make the crooked things straight. Lord, he can heal, Father, and deliver and set free. He never changes. You said, he said in, his, in the word that I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning, ending, and I change not. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we have hope in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As I uh, got out of bed this morning, I always go to the uh, to the door and look out. And this morning, it's a clear morning. And I noticed off to the east, I always look to the east every morning. Uh, the Bible declares that we're at that's where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is coming from in the eastern skies. And the sun rises in the east. Malachi said the sun shall rise with righteousness in his wings. And I noticed the bright star was shining brightly. No, uh, there wasn't a cloud in the sky and bright, very bright, uh, called the morning star. Some call it Venus. There's other names that's given. But... Jesus referred to himself as the bright and the morning star. That which stands out, a a hope, a prophecy, if you will, something to get a hold of today that he is the bright and the morning star. The Bible says in Revelation 22, 16 through 21, I, Jesus, sent my angel to to testify unto these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and the morning star. 
And the spirit and the bride say, come, and let him that heareth say, come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. He said in John, he said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. We see people struggling today for identity, for something to get a hold of, a hope that seemingly is lost in the uh, the shuffle of this life. Daniel said, they shall run to and fro, and Knowledge shall increase. Uh, the, the Word of God warns us uh, that we are in these last days, and confusion and chaos was set upon this world. That there would be seducing spirits and doctrines of devils that would rule men's hearts and lives, unbeknownst to themselves, what the, they are motivated, what they are motivated by, and what they are controlled by. The Bible says, "Guard your heart, because out of the Heart precedes the issues of life. I was thinking this morning when we cover up with a blanket, you know, it's made, well, we keep the cold out, but actually it's to keep our body heat in. It's, 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 it's not to allow to escape our body heat because when we lose our body heat, then we go into uh, hypothermia. Cold and our organs begin to be uh, shutting down or whatever with extreme hypothermia. So we need to keep Jesus in our hearts and in our lives. The Bible says we are sealed by the Holy Ghost of, of promise. Uh, we need to stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of us. And I think one of the greatest gifts of God is is this, the, the gift of discernment, to know where we are personally in our own lives, to, to search out our own salvation with trembling and with fear, to never let go of the source and the generator, so to speak, of our lives. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He says, let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Whosoever will. So there's hope. I know these messages are preached every year. There's hope, but there is hope. There's really hope in Jesus' name. He says in verse 18, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in the book. If any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. It's that, that's preaching Jesus Christ and preaching him crucified and uncompromised. And out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book, he was testified to these things, saying, Surely I come quickly, amen, even so come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. He says, I am the bright and the morning star. I am he which stands out. I am he that stands at the door and knocks. I am he that deals with your spirit and your soul every day. I'm the one that's calling you softly and gently, saying, come home, come home, sinner, come home. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting Life. Numbers 24 and 17 says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and, and smite, shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of sheep. That's a type of evil that exists in the world today. For this reason was Jesus Christ manifested, the Son of the living God, that he might destroy 
the works of the devil. For those that have laid and been held in darkness for years, today the bright in the morning star rises in their lives and gives them hope today. And on this Christmas day, we celebrate, we open gifts, we eat, we go to grandma's house, so to speak, and we gather with family and friends. And But today, keep Jesus in your heart. Not only keep him in your heart, but share him with others. Tell those that are lost and undone. Tell those that are struggling. Tell those that are chained today that in the name of Jesus, all chains can be broken. That he was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That he might put down all powers and principalities, which the Bible says he's done. He put them to an open shame, Colossians says. And all power and all dominion has been given unto him in heaven and in earth and even below the earth. We have the bright and the morning star in our hearts today. Does the Son of Righteousness rise with healing in his wings today in our lives? Do we know this man named Jesus Christ? Isaiah penned in Isaiah chapter 7, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel or God with us. Think about this today. Prophesied by this great prophet. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God in our midst. God around and about us. It also means strength. It means mighty. It means power. Goodly, a deity. Compared to the name El, El Shaddai. For God is El. This is the hope today of a lost and a dying generation that this has already happened. That a virgin has already conceived in a town called Bethlehem, Bethlehem of Ephraim, a small town where Mary and Joseph, what you know the story, paid the taxes and there was no room for him in the inn. A lot of people today are making room for Jesus Christ. I'm going to make a statement today. He's the answer to every one of your problems. He's the answer to your pain. He's the answer to the sin problem. He's the answer to sickness and grief and depression and oppression and addiction. And he's calling softly and tenderly saying, come home, come home, sinner, come home. We celebrate one day, but actually he should be celebrated all through the year because this is a continuum. This is a progressive thing, a perpetual thing that, that when he was born, the wise men sought him. The devil sought to kill him. <clears throat> For the plan of salvation has come into the world. The seed of the woman which crushed the head of the serpent was born. And now men who once sit in darkness have a 
glorious light if they choose, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except it be through him. So today, on this Christmas day, we lift up Jesus Christ, and we lift him up crucified. So this busy season, I find it to be a very stressful time of year. And I know the older we get, the more we struggle with the memories of our past Christmases and those that aren't here anymore. Sometimes we want to go back and we want to relive those other days, but time will not allow us to do that. And time stops for no man. The Bible says it's appointed unto man wants to die. And then the judgment, when we are born, we begin to die. But see, Jesus Christ came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. The Bible says this dying body one day will be resurrected in a new body. The mortality put on immortality. Corruption put on incorruption. Paul said, O death, where is thy staying? O grave, where is thy victory? This is because of Jesus Christ. Do you need him today? The song says, please don't turn him away. So the prophet said, for God, the Lord himself shall give a sign, and behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, as she did. Shall call his name Emmanuel. He wasn't received by many. He was killed, crucified. On the cross, may say he's murdered. Well, actually, he was a sacrifice. He was the, the Lamb of God, as John said, that takes away the sin of the world. He's the hope of a dying man. And I mean man, mankind. I mean men, women, boys, and girls. He's the hope today. The Bible says if you call on his name, he'll deliver you. If you ask him into your heart, he'll come and abide with you, and also you'll abide with the Father. This is the gospel. This is the good news today that's indicated by that bright star. Well, he is the bright and the morning star. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, for unto us a child is born, unto us... A son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Listen, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order and to establish it with judgment and with justice. From henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The zeal, the plan for Jesus Christ was crucified from the foundation of the world. This is the plan of God implemented in force. We're living under grace and we're living under mercy. Come unto me, ye that are heavy laden in labor, and I will give you rest. Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. He must be preached. He must be lifted up. He must be testified of. The book of John, chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word is Jesus Christ, the Logos. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Talk about Jesus. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And that life, listen, was the light of men. Is there darkness in the world? Yes, 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 yes. 
The Bible says men will love darkness more than they'll love light because darkness hides their evil deeds. Men will try to uplift darkness, but when light comes in to a dark place, darkness cannot abide. Listen to what it says, verse 5, John 1. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. John the forerunner. He was the one that said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He was not that light, John wasn't, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Notice it's, it's that light, not a light. It's that light, this specific, the light. Of all things, the light of the world, the light of our hearts, the light of our minds, the light of our spirits. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, but the world knew him not. The world knew him not, and he came unto his own. His own received him not. But listen, but as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which was born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, the incarnate Jesus Christ, and dwelt among us, Emmanuel. And we beheld his glory, John says, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Now, the enemy, powers of darkness, they don't want people to receive this message because there's deliverance in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that name above all names. Things begin to happen when people call on that precious and that divine name. Romans 8, 3 said, For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin condemned sin in the flesh destroyed the works of the devil. Original sin started with Satan with pride. He beguiled Eve. Eve beguiled Adam. That's why we're in the fall. We live in a very, very fallen world. But the good news is the bright and the morning star still shines. That there is a way today, and that way is Jesus Christ. For his truth will set men free. His name will set men free. When men seek him, that he can be found. When men call upon his name, he'll show up. When men praise and worship God Almighty, the Son, and God's plan of redemption, when men seek this out, the men will find it. Knocking it shall be open. Seeking you shall find. Asking it shall be given. So I pray today that the real meaning of Christmas would be upon our hearts all day today. And we would carry this all through the year. And I know that, you know, these are resolutions, whatever you might call them. But here's the fact. If he hadn't have come, if God had not been mindful of us, and sent his only begotten son. Where would me and you be today? Paul said we would be men most miserable. We would be men lost and undone without hope, dying. 
having to pay our own sin debt, having to pay for sin because the wages of sin is and always will be death. But Jesus died on the cross and paid the sin debt that me and you cannot, could not pay. So you have a choice today. You can receive him and let him pay for your sin, or you can pay for your sin in the future when you die. And then the Bible says after the first death, there's a second death. And the Bible says if you know Jesus Christ, you will not be harmed or, or affected by the second death. That second death is the casting out of these individuals. The second death is going to Gehenna, eternal hell, prepared for the devil and his end. Not prepared, prepared for mankind, but prepared for the devil and his angels. See, this has to come through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost must deal with individuals and pray today that the Holy Spirit would deal with people. Men can't persuade other men. The Holy Ghost must persuade. When Paul preached to Agrippa, Agrippa said, you've almost persuaded me to become a Christian, not because of what who Paul was or even what he said, because the Holy Ghost was dealing with this man. And God was using Paul to preach the gospel to this king. And he said, you've almost persuaded me. Now, there's a story in that. He was a king and he was prideful. And pride always comes before a fall. Be careful of our pride today. Because of pride, Lucifer became Satan. Cherub, the cover, became Satan. He became puffed up. <clears throat> in the book of Galatians chapter 4, <clears throat> But when the fullness of time was come, or God's timing, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. And also made to fulfill the law, which men cannot do. Men cannot fulfill the law. You cannot save yourself. You can't create enough programs. You can't have enough seminars or conferences to save yourself. All these things are good, but if Jesus Christ is not in the center of your quote-unquote religious activity, then it's null and it's void. It's clouds without water. It's a reed shaking in the wind. There's nothing to it. It's empty. It's empty. He told the Pharisees, he said, oh, on the outside, you're pretty. You look pretty with, with your chest plates and your, and your robes and you mints as you go. But he said, you have empty sepulchers. Wow. Or empty on the inside. You're reforming the fashion, but you're denying the power of everything. You're denying the Son of God. If we deny the Son of God, we have no power. We just have religion. There's nothing worse than religion. Okay. First Timothy three sixteen, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed. On, on in the world, received up unto glory. That's a package right there. God was manifest in the flesh, for he shall be called Emmanuel with us. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5, For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be, he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth his Bring it in the first, first begotten into the world, he saith, and let the angels of God worship him, and the angels he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers flame a flame of fire. 
thou art my son. He says, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. For there's a star born of Jacob, of Israel, out of the tribe of Judah, and shall rule with a rod of iron. And the scepter shall not depart from this tribe of Judah. He's coming, and he's coming as a king. We celebrate him born today in a manger, meek and lowly. The Bible says there's no guile found in his mouth. The perfect DNA, the perfect sacrifice, the perfect lamb of God. But he's coming back. And the Bible says he has feet like brass. Brass indicates a very harsh, harsh judgment. For he will be the judge of the ages. Out of his mouth shall, do, shall, shall speak the words, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I knew you not. When men come before him with their religious attributes and say, we've done this and we've cast out devils and we've laid hands on those things. But he said, I never knew you. You never really invited me into your heart. You never sought to know me. You sought to know your church. You sought to know the people around you. You sought to gain political gain. And, and there's nothing worse than the power struggles that goes on inside the churches of America today with jealousy and envy and strife and backbiting and talking about other people's backs and deceitfulness and manipulation, which is the spirit of witchcraft, which is the spirit of rebellion. God with us, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. In the book of Hebrews, verse 5, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 5, For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testifies, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Thomas David said this, well, the son of man, thou visit him. Who, who are we that God's mindful of us? Why would he care about a people soaked in sin nature with a rebellious nature about them? Men's problem is rebellion. Men, men's problem is Sin. Men's problem is to circumvent around God. Men, men's problem is to go about to establish their own righteousness. They call good evil and evil good. Thou madest him, to my Jesus, a little lower than the angels, but thou crownest him with glory and honor, and thou didst set him over the works of thy hands. Jesus said so many times, he said, when you see me, you see the Father. Have I not been you been with you long enough that you might see the Father in me when the question was asked? How do we see the Father? You don't have communion or reconciliation with the Father except to be through Jesus Christ. He is the mediator of the new everlasting covenant. He is our advocate. For he sits at the right hand of the Father, the Bible says, making intercession for me and for you today. Thou hast put under put all things in subjection under his feet for in that he put all in subjection under him he left nothing that is not put under him but now we see not yet all things put under him but we see Jesus but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels listen 
for the suffering of death and crowned with the glory of honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. What a statement. The writer of Hebrews, who, in my opinion, was Paul, said, what a statement this is that Jesus Christ tasted death for every man. Meaning this, are we going to die physically? Yes, if we live long enough. If one other man wants to die. But the penalty of sin, which is death, will no longer be upon us. Verse 10 of Hebrews chapter 2, For it became him for whom all are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons into glory, and to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they that are sanctified are all in one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church. I will sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also, listen, likewise took part of the same. And through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Listen. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage because of the consequences of death. For verily he took on him the nature of angels, but he took on him I'm sorry, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham, or man. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, or me and you, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself have suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them or keep them that are to make a way of escape. So this morning we can receive the greatest gift on this Christmas morning that man could ever receive, and that's to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. When I went out this morning, I looked in that clear sky, and I saw that bright and that morning star. My heart was stirred that we have hope. We're living in 2018. Jesus said there'd be wars and rumors of wars happening right now. Skirmishes all over the world. Some declared and some undeclared. He said there'll be pests and famines. Unknown diseases. Famine in parts of the world. He says many will be deceived. Many will give heed to seducion spirits and doctrines of devils. He promised these things. He said weather patterns would be out of control. Tsunamis, which we've seen. And volcanoes and earthquakes and, and divers places. The earth itself groaning for the anticipation of the coming of the reconciliation. When you see these things come to pass, look up for our redemption. Draw off nigh. For the Bible says in the twinkling of an eye, in a moment, Jesus Christ will come back. Now, people argue timelines, and they argue when, and they argue if. 
But clearly the Bible says there's coming a day when the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those that are alive and remain shall be caught up in the air to be with Jesus Christ forever. And you can argue all you want to about timelines and when and if and is there a rapture, is there no rapture. But the Bible says this is going to happen. First Corinthians chapter 15 says there is a resurrection coming to those that believe. For when we lower our loved ones into the ground in this, in this world and they died in Christ, we have the promise that we'll see them again. And we have the promise that that, that that dead body will one day be reunited with that spirit, that soul, and all things will be made new, and the body itself will be glorified and regenerated, renewed in Christ Jesus. You say, well, how will it be just as Jesus Christ was, so shall we be. As he laid him in the grave for three days, but the Spirit of God, the quickening power of an Almighty God, delivered him from that grave on the third day, just as he prophesied. Kill this body and I will take it up again. Destroy this temple and I will build it again. For this sign shall be unto those that as the prophet Jonah was in the, the belly of a fish for three days, so shall the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth on the third day. He shall rise with power and with glory. Victorious over death, hell and the grave, and holding the keys thereof. Do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. That's what Christmas is about. Made today, biting the nails on the bottom line. Did we sell enough of this? Did we sell enough of that? Did we make the profit margin that the stock, the stockholders wanted, or the CEO, CEOs wanted? People's jobs are on the line if they didn't produce a certain amount of X amount of dollars in their stores or whatever it might be. And they study trends and they study markets and this feasibility and they study and they study and they study to make to make to make more money which will one of these days dry up and go away but see the salvation that you have with Jesus Christ is eternal that even in death you live wow Paul said I might know him that I might know Christ that I might count all things that lost that I might Gain Christ. Power is resurrection. <laughs> Ooh, my, my, my. And the fellowship of his suffering. So today God has a gift for us. And that gift of Jesus Christ. Many of us down through the years... We've lost the zeal. We need revival in our souls and our mind. We need to be reminded who we're serving. We we need to get rid of our complacency. We need to get rid of our bitterness and our hatred and our envy and our strife because it's not worth it. For a moment of time, we can be gone. And our relationship with Jesus Christ, Proverbs says, guard your heart. Because out of the heart proceeds the issues of life. You got to decide today what you're going to give him, what you're going to cast upon him today. Many broken hearts this Christmas season. Uh, many fight deep depression. 
during this time of year because it's not what it used to be. I remember Christmases of old, and and yes, I, I do long to long to go back. We can't go back, but we got to look at today what we have. We have Jesus Christ and the gift of God. For God so loved the world, He gave His only, listen, begotten Son, which was prophesied down through the eight Isaiah prophesied it. That whosoever should believe on him, wow, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He said, I would that none would perish. And the zeal of the Lord was upon Jesus Christ. And as many as receive him, he gives us power. To be the sons of God, not servants, the sons. Sons have a right to an inheritance. And the Bible says we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Candy Cane is a J. And listen, you, you, you can take him out of the schools, you can take him out of the courtrooms, you can take him out of this and take him out of that, but you're not going to. Get rid of his existence. <laughs> you can fight all you want to against Jesus Christ, but he's never lost a battle. And make no mistake about it, he's coming back. And he's coming back with power, and he's coming back with glory. And he's going to convince the entirety of the world. And the Bible says every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The bottom line is, you can bow today, and you can receive him into your heart and your life, or you can bow in another day when you've totally rejected him, and you'll hear these awful, terrible words, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, because I know you're not. Won't you receive God's gift today? The last all through the sea. This thing is a gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> the gift that just keeps on giving. The reality of Jesus Christ must fall on God's people again. We must once again preach him and preach him crucified. Lukewarmness always comes to preaching another Jesus. Paul warned a church where at Galatia, he said, he said, who hath bewitched you that you should leave what I've preached, which is Jesus Christ, and go and establish something else and try to stir up something else and build programs and, and, and group Jesus in with everything else. Listen, he's got to stand out. People don't like inclusion. But the fact is, or they like inclusion, they like to, they like to group him with every other so-called God. Only one Lord. One baptism, one Father, only one Jesus, only one King. We shall rule from Jerusalem, and the government shall be on his shoulder. You know him today? Have I mentioned that he's the answer for everything in your life? The Bible says when you humble yourself before God in due time, you'll be exalted. We let the Holy Spirit today, I'll use the term melt you 
and after he's through melting you, he'll form you and fashion you and what he wants you to be. He's the great uh, potter. Go you down to the potter's house and get you on the potter's wheel and let the Spirit of God form and fashion you into what he wants you to be. We've got to know him. Paul said, I got to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God Almighty has raised Jesus Christ from the dead with that everlasting, quickening, eternal spirit, and you call upon his name today, and repent. Make a conscious decision to turn and go in another direction. I know people nitpick all of this stuff, but listen to what he said. He said, he said to Nicodemus, he said, he said, you, you, a man must be born again, the new birth from above, not back in the mother's womb, refashioned, reformed. That's happened, but we must be born again because we were conceived and born with a sin nature, and something's got to take care of that. And that regeneration that comes from the death. And the resurrection and ascension and the promises of an almighty God will regenerate us today if we believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You should believe here that he is and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Born from above. Rebirth. For faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We hear the term so much in today's society. I am stressed out. Never heard that when I was a kid. Never heard that much when I was a kid. Never heard the word stress, but it's a common term today. People make their living by helping other people not to be stressed, not to be consumed, not to be affected, so to speak, by the things going on in this world, but you can't ignore, you can't stick your head in the sand. The Bible says in these last days that, that men's hearts will fail them with fear for what they see coming on the face of the earth. The times we're living in, they're pressure packed. For in the last days shall be peerless times, fierce times, a time when men have no answers, a, a time when men will create supposedly their own little tires of Babel to try to circumvent the ways of God, but you can't get around Jesus. You've got to deal with him. And we deal with him in two ways. We receive him or we reject him. And I believe the rejection is the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. We've been studying in the book of Revelation. We find out that when these judgments and wrath being poured out, that these men cried and tried to hide themselves from the Lamb of God, but yet we hear no repentance. They're reprobate. They've let their conscience be seared. Always become pliable to the Holy Ghost. He's the regenerator. He's the, he's the one that leads and guides and teaches and helps us and comforts us. Just call on the name of Jesus today. In your own way, call on him. 
but pinpoint that prayer towards him. Don't say, well, whatever other God. No, 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 no. There's only one, 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 one way, one way, one way. Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. The, that, old, that old broad, the wide path leads to destruction is out there. People's taking it every day, but there's a narrow way. It might cost you something. There might be some pressure there involved, and there will be. In this world you have tribulation, but be a good share of overcome the world. For they shall persecute me you for my name. Say Christians today think it's strange to be persecuted. Our brothers and sisters in foreign lands are dying today for the name of Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation chapter 12 says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their own lives to the death. Overcame who? The evil one. There's evil in the world? Yes, yes, yes. My God, yes. My God, there's evil. Paul called it the mystery of iniquity. We don't understand why God allows it, but he does. There's a reason. He's a sovereign, all-knowing God. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He's so far above us. But we can certainly understand that he sent Jesus Christ. That whosoever shall call on his name today shall be delivered. In the last days, Peter quoted Joel, I shall pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. He preached this Pentecostal message, this outpouring of the Spirit of God, the refreshing, the anointing, the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Yes, I believe in speaking other tongues. Yes, yes, I certainly do. But Paul said this, though I speak with tongues of angels and have not charity and love, all these other things are but a tinkling symbol. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. And there's no more perfect love than Jesus Christ. And he can perfect his love in us. We can love as he loved. Not We can't do this by ourselves. We can't love our enemies without him. We can't pray for those that despitefully use us without him. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't even forgive ourselves. This is the problem in modern day society. Forgive themselves. The devil's beating them up with shame and guilt. But Romans 8, 1 says, For there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, or in our own ways, but after the Spirit. For the law of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Wow. the promise of God today. Reach out. Receive that today. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word, for your presence, for your power. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, who would ever hear this broadcast today, God, you'd touch them. Lord, save that lost one. Heal that body by your stripes. Touch that mind that you were chastised for. Take away our iniquities that you were bruised for. It will forever trust you. Let us stir up that great gift of God that's on the inside of us today. And Lord, we just ask you, Lord, to heal, save, and deliver. And be with us this coming year. Be our bright and morning star in our hearts. Never let us look back, but let us go forward in the name of Jesus. Knowing that, you, Lord, you said that the, the days are evil and you must redeem the time. We're living in those days, Lord. A prophecy being fulfilled every day. Lord, rem- let us get out of a lukewarm state, lackadaisical, laid back, halted between two opinions. And Lord, so let's make up our mind and choose you today. 
Touch that one today that's hurting. Touch that one today that's depressed and oppressed. Touch that one that has those Christmas blues, so to speak, because of loss of loved ones or whatever it might be. I know, Lord, it's supposed to be a happy time of year, but there's so many sad, so many tears being shed today. So many people wondering what the future holds. But, Lord, I read in this precious book that you hold the future. The psalmist David said that our times are in your hands. We thank you that you sent your only begotten son. We thank you today that Emmanuel is with us. And we have this opportunity to call on his precious name. And you said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we thank you in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord, touch that chronic illness today. Lord, touch those today that has been fighting illnesses for years. Lord, young people that never see a well day, deliver them. My God, touch them for your, for your sake. Raise them up that they might testify the saving and the healing power of Jesus Christ. And by your stripes, they're healed. Give hope today, Lord. The light shine in our hearts and our minds today. And we pray all these things in Jesus' holy and righteous name. Amen and amen. God bless till next time and have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.